is November 16th. It is 2008. Our message this morning is dream a little dream. Y'all be patient with the children that are in here. I, I just, I don't see any reason for us to have that children's church this morning. We're so cute. And truthfully, I'm going to get them to help me with two or three plus percent. Uh, might even encourage me to hurry up. Or not. Who can really know about these things? Thank you ever had close friends? 
our God searches us. He searches even the deep crevices and recesses of our heart. And He expects us to search Him, His character, all of those things. And He likes to reveal things to us. A friend of mine was preaching here recently about inspired Christianity. One of the things that I like most about Nick, who will no longer remain an argument, because I just named it, is that he is an inspired person. Very few things does Nick not feel passionate about. He described an announcer last night while we were talking as equally passionate about all things. And I thought, that is the pot calling the tea kettle black. <laughs> and I love that about it. That, that makes it fun to be around him. Sometimes things you should consider in your own life whether or not you are a fun person to be around. You don't have to spend time trying to entertain the masses. You certainly don't have to be anyone else. But you do need to consider the other people enjoy spending time with you. And then take appropriate steps if you're disappointed with what that little bit of insight you gained was. Because we're supposed to be enjoying each other. That means we're always telling each other what we want to hear. It doesn't mean that we're always happy go lucky. doesn't mean that anybody's going to love you every day. Actually, they will, but they may not act like it. It just means that we have a responsibility to God and to each other to try to be the salt of the earth. And salt something pleasant that everybody wants to spread on their food. You understand? No. Anybody that spills the salt shaker on their food knows what it would be like to spend a whole day with you. I understand, and I ask for your patience. We can go overboard at times. I get that. I'm not talking about being somebody you're not. I'm talking about being moldable enough to consider. I'm not trying to be around but it's something stole my guilt. His life becomes drudgery. Do all I ever talk about is my problem? I'm going to get back into this message. I promise I want to share with you that I had some friends in their late 70s. And I observed something about their life. They didn't talk about any of the things that I expected people in their 70s to talk about. And I said, hey, what do you got so young? They refuse to hang around people their own age. And the reason they refuse to hang around people their own age is they got sick of hearing about a kind of fluid out of this one's back, about a oil that got lamps on this one, about whatever it was. They said, we like to hang out with young people. In fact, there's something to be said for being a kind of that others want to hang out with. I'm not talking about not sharing your heart. Share your heart. We'll pray. We'll see you get healed and all, but there's nothing more unattractive than a martyr's personality. The martyrs weren't even like that. The day that Stephen had his flesh ripped from his bones by rock, he was glowing with the joy of God. That's something to remember. We'll talk to you about the things that God reveals to us. When he reveals something to you, it's yours at that point. You possess it. You own it. Turn with me to Matthew 16. Y'all with me so far? Yeah. yeah. Anybody mad at me? Yeah. I'm there. Anybody lying? <laughs> I get mad at me sometimes too. That's all right. We'll all get over it together. How many of you think that I woke up this morning or any other morning? Thank you. What could I do to do nothing to discourage my faith? How many of you have ever considered that I made it my objective in life to make yours harder? Probably, uh, probably that's not I possessed something that was given to me by God. To reveal 
And since he did that, I've kept an ownership of it. I can't let it go. And it's formed and shaped every area of my life. And I can scarcely spend 20 minutes in a room with somebody without beginning to shift. It's my life's vision. It's my passion. Some have joined me in that vision. Others have just been inspired by it for their own. I mean, that's how this works. But if I didn't have it, I wouldn't be worth anything anymore. If all I wanted to be in life was a high school football coach and a history teacher, what a failure I would be. Because that vision was not given by God to me. But I do have one that was. And it was a secret before he revealed it. He gave my mother a glimpse of it the day that I was born. He spoke to her. She told no one because she was scared that people would think she had hallucinated. Give her a break. It was the 70s. But even then, there was nothing that looked like that was coming about. It was just one mother's dream, one mother's hope of her baby. I often wondered why the Hulk ever allowed me to date their daughter. I didn't know that Jennifer had had a dream at some point in her life of the man that she would marry. She didn't tell me because she didn't think it would be but her mother began to play. See, these things always start as something that is barely recognizable. Something that no one could think could ever occur. Who would have ever looked at Tiger Woods when he was an infant and said, oh, this guy will obviously be the greatest golfer than him today? Probably not very many folks. They may have tried to shove him in basketball for some reason. Because he's tall as an infant. Then they tried to push him towards some other sport, but how many people would have picked him for golf when he was a six month old father? My are very much like this. So when something's been revealed to you from the most high, you need to take possession of it. You need to own it. You need to demonstrate possession of it through your actions. Meaning that you're taking steps forward. You're cherishing it. You're nurturing it. You're protecting it. In Matthew 16, there is a question, maybe the most important question of all time, starts in the 13th verse. It says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say the Son of Man is? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say that I am? How strange that everybody stayed silent at this point. When we were talking about who do people said that I am, everybody had an opinion. And because they were Jewish, probably several of them had two opinions. But when it becomes more personal, more introspective, who do you say that I am, only one personality jumped up and spoke. You know, things are a secret before they're revealed. Have you ever thought of the difficulty in working with someone born blind? How would you explain to them what a color is? If they had never seen a color or anything to relate it to, how do you explain to them what red is versus blue? How about somebody deaf? Somebody that was born deaf. How would you ever explain to them the difference between a bird singing and a lion? Lord. When we don't have something revealed to us spiritually, it is a secret to us. So once it's been revealed, we should own it. God said the power. Listen to this. Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. 
Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. What does that mean? That means that Simon owns that revelation. Nobody can take it from him. He doesn't have to return it at some point. It was given to him, and he should cherish it and protect it. Turn me to Second Peter. I want you to hear at the end of this man's life what he says regarding this revelation. Tell me when you're there. You'll be in the first chapter of Second Peter. In Second Peter, the first chapter, starting in the 12th verse. So I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth you now have. I think it is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in this tent of a body. Because I know that I will soon put it aside, as the Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. We did not follow cleverly invented stories when we told you about the power and the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received honor and glory from God the Father when the voice came to him from the majestic glory, saying, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. We ourselves heard this voice. It came from heaven when we were with him on the sacred mountain. And we have the word of the prophets made more certain, and you will do well to pay attention to it as to light shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your heart. goes on to speak more about prophecy. That revelation that he got when it was at Caesarea Philippi that Jesus was the Christ, the anointed one of God, shaped the entire rest of his life. Now he's an older man living under Nero's reign, and all he can tell people is, I know you already know this. And I know you've heard the story, and it's true that you're, you're established in this already, but I think I need to remind you as long as I'm living in this temporary world. I think I need to make sure that it comes to your memory all of the time. Like light shining in the dark. That's an impassioned man who owns revelation and giving. Nick, would you say you've been inspired, passionate life? They hung Peter by his hand. In the dungeon, and tortured his wife alongside. And when they murdered him, he came to his revelation to the extent that he refused to be crucified in the same manner as Jesus. So they crucified him upside down. And when he saw his wife coming towards the cross, he encouraged her that it's what she had always longed for, and not to shy away from. I would say that's an inspired passionate man, somebody who had dreamed a dream of God, and now had reached a place in life where the loss of his life was not a big deal, because it was the accomplishment and fulfillment of his dream. Isn't that an awesome thing? Isn't there something inspiring about that? Why do we like, we're Texans, most of us in here, why do you like a story about the Alamo? Because men believe something strongly enough to stand in fight for it. Some things are worth fighting for. Some visions are worth fighting for. I was standing at a football game yesterday, actually a couple of them. It was a little cold for Texas. And I began listening to a message. A message preached 
than 10 people. The king of the universe had just told me, by the way, it was less than 10 people because several had just left our church. This was December of 2003. And the king of the universe spoke to me. And he said, Eric, I want you to enclose your garage and put 50 chairs. Nothing could have seemed more crazy to me. In fact, one person watching at a distance, who I love and I'm sure regrets the words, but it was used to form me and thank God for it, said, Eric is acting like an angry child, crossing his arms and stomping his feet. You can't reason with it. Someone else has told me, there are no sheep, there's no need for a shepherd. But something has been revealed to me today. Not only. And I refuse to let go of it. So I was not surprised when last week I was sitting at a train track on my way to church and God spoke to me again. And he began to share something with me about his desire for this church and what will happen here. I was not surprised to meet opposition. I told one dear friend, it seems like everyone that I'm extending a hand to this week is kicking me in the feet. I already told you we don't like martyrs, but I'm not asking for your sympathy. I'm telling you, when something's been revealed and you own it, there is a thief who wants to steal it. And if he can't steal it, he wants to kill it. And if he can't kill it, he wants to furnish it, destroy it to the point where it's not recognizable. When a vision was first born in me in a living room in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I began to act on it, he didn't kill it. He didn't steal it from me. He just tried to reshape it in the image of the world. He offered me a denominational job. Thank you. And been revealed to me from heaven in the world of If it's not, I want to ask you, what is your life? Your possessions? Your family members? What could you really do to keep Thank God for that. One temple from the church. You want to live? We're going to die. Some of us are going to die twice. I'd rather live for an eternity. Bring to that with God Himself revealed to you. And how many times has somebody had a great dream? And because it was a great dream, people said, God, give me something. Or here's another one. Who does he think he is? You ever heard that? If people aren't saying that to you, maybe your dream's not good enough. Because do you know who I think I am? I think I am the son of the Lord God. I think he has filled me with power and righteousness. I think he's reforming me in his image, and I am unashamed about it. The way you lost touch with reality. No, I touched reality for the very first time. Sometimes, saints, we need to fan into flame that which has been deposited in us. You've been entrusted with something. God didn't give you something of no worth. He gave you a piece of His work to be done on the planet. He gave every one of you a piece of it. Inspired Christianity. You know what inspired Christianity is? It's when you know that He's the puzzle and you're working for it. How many times on the way out of Egypt and on the way to promised land do you think the people got discouraged? How many times have you read and said, how can they get mad at every day? And while they're getting mad, they complain. I don't know how to do it. How do I get 
reminding you of his word. Some of the time, it's through another person and a careful arrangement of something other people would call coincidence. But every once in a while, it is from the third heaven right into your soul. It's no small thing.
so that they cannot see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not preach ourselves, but Jesus Christ as Lord, and ourselves as your servants for Jesus' sake. Before I get into this next part, which is really what I wanted to read, your vision cannot simply be about you, or it did not come from God. If your vision is only you, what I will be, what I will do, what I will have, you need to go and seek the revealer of all things, because you didn't get what you were supposed to Godly visions are always about God. In other words, I'm a young man, being born again in my room, shaking my fist in the air at God. And he did speak some things to me about who I was, what I would do, and where I would be. But none of it was about me. Everything that it had to do with is what I would do for him. We have a fine way of picking myself in the same way for him, but truthfully, we're disappointed about what it means for us. Value in looking at how I was 
how we perceive ourselves and how they perceive us, gives us a chance to continue to have a smile. To be loved and addressed. So when you get to do something to me, you take the risk, you own it. It shines light everywhere you go. This is what When you say, we're back. But we have this treasure. What is the treasure? The light will be given. Revelation. In jars of clay, to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. Why on earth would God put a giant dream in a planet? I found out something. Matthew was talking to me one time about a particular sales job that he had. There was a salesman that he worked with that was so lucky. I don't understand this. The other is, oh, God, I don't understand. 
but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. No matter what the devil has thrown into that moment, just to stand up and say, I am not destroyed! Yes! Yell it over and over and over to it. And you know what? Before long, you'll be asking like somebody completely destroyed. You know this is coming most of the time with life and death. You've heard it quoted. Did you live like the tongue holds the power of life and death? I'm a certain no. I can say things that for a point to make it different, a stronger thing to It's just people around me in that way, my whole life. I'm trying to be sure that. I want to do it. He's been in his own life and life. People are in the same thing. Courage to pursue the way. God is the real today. What the name is that life can be ministry, not ministry. Because our vision was that we would raise up ministries from this group. Well, when somebody teaches at a men's meeting, or another makes uh, a presentation at a youth group, or another an announcement to them, what is the only way to do But the life is going to be changed for the glory of God. Those are ministries within the ministry. Not all about it. When I talk about transitional leadership, we're trying to transition the things that we've learned that we've grown from into you. One of the most difficult things about the medical field is that people often misunderstand medical proposals. And you can understand why. You ever see a chemo patient? Looks like they're getting worse rather than better, doesn't it? Why pastors get sick and ill when trying to do it. One reason I have to smile is not only did we build a garage, we built two buildings. Not only did we put 50 chairs in it, we bought another building and built 70 chairs. And we're not done yet. And at the time, some did that. That was difficult. They're all that. At the time, they were less than 50 on our very small assembly. All he can do is get you to dwell in despair rather than just say I'm perfect. What I'm asking us to do is to learn the difference between the one and the other. Acknowledge that your body is as good as dead. But reason that God is able to perform what he's promised. And don't dwell on the fact that your body is dead. Dwell on the fact that God has promised. He revealed it to you and you own it. Think about Abraham. How long did Abraham walk around before the promise happened? But he owned that promise. He owned it. He owned it to the place where it changed his life and the lives of the people that are around him. He owned it to the place that it directed the affairs of an entire nation. Think about that. How much did you own your vision? Is the world conforming you to its image, or are you conforming the world around you to the image of God? Job. Who in here has had a new job? Who's got gotten plus? Okay. First week on the job, overwhelming, yes? Yes. Some point in the job, then you kind of get the hang of it, don't you? Yeah. Six months into the job, you can be happy you got it because you're being paid a lot. That's why you went there. 
you now have the hang of it, so it feels very capable. But what happens in the 12th or 18th or 24th month? Sometimes it becomes mundane. You start to feel the things that you didn't like about the job. If you're like the rest of the workforce, at that point you begin to look for a new job. Just like a new drug or a new home or a new, a new, a new. And we ever thought that maybe we just have simple personalities with the revelation God has given when there's not a mountain in front of me to be knocked down, when there's not some thing to climb, something to fight with, something to war at, when I'm simply left with the invisible enemy, it's called. And you know what you did? You own your vision. You can use it. You fan it into flame. You talk about it. You get others to talk about it. You share it with people. In fact, this is the whole purpose There's a 
Now, so far, they've been few witnesses to have a person.
Take time. What is it? Why do they hate you? Because somebody else wants Popular. I hate the popular kids. Uh, there was a commercial here happening. Not all that much they lost. In general, we don't like people that talk like that, that act like that. Sometimes it looks like that. Not to say no. What we want are people that think that they're ugly, but are actually doing it. Right? Because mom's going to start now. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than any of the other sons because he had been born to them in his old age, and he made a richly ornament and robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak. Thank you. 
from here, the man answered. I heard them say, let's go to Joseph. That's true, right? It's all true. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them near Dothan. But they saw him in the distance, and before they reached him, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his death. Uh, are you like that to get sent to now to Joseph? Are you like that? When Reuben, when Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let us not take his life, he said. Don't shed any blood. Throw him into the cistern here in the desert, but don't lay a hand on him. Reuben said this to rescue him from, their, from them and take him back to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his brother. What did the brother represent? And all. His richly ornamented robe he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into a sister. Now the sister was empty. Imagine this, Joseph. What got you here? Well, you had dreams of God that you shared with him. Then, somewhere on the way, a man of appointment met with him. They went that way. You can get mad at that who pointed you in the right direction. You can get mad at God. At this point, if you think of this man as like an arrow that's going to be shot, He's just a 
When will you be happy when you're still alone? When will you be happy when you get a yet bigger bill? When will you be happy? Others may run. But what I really, really want is to do that song. 